You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 85 of the podcast. Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams joining us uh, for the first time in a couple of weeks. Great to be chatting with you. The Stanley Cup playoffs are underway. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, but first of all, guys, uh, how are we doing on this Monday night as we're recording? Pretty good, Harp. Glad to be back. It's been a busy couple of weeks for me getting this move going and uh yeah, it was nice to finally unpack some boxes, get in here, get settled, and was actually able to get out on the weekend and do some fishing on Saturday. We we got up nice. bright and early at 6 a.m. and, and headed out. Uh, caught one pike. <laughs> so we're on the board. It wasn't a, wasn't a big score, but we're on the board. So happy about that. And here I am in the, the calling it the inspiration room because everything in here takes a little bit of inspiration to do a little bit of work and a little bit of working out yeah i I like to call it the joffice because it's half gym half office that you've got going on there you got the uh you know the cables and the bench in the background and stuff um i wanted harp to ask a question to you if you're of the mind that um because freddie anderson missed a bunch of time jack campbell is now the starter of the team uh does that mean that casey also now has to take a back seat to somebody else because he missed a bunch of time and maybe he needs another try out here he missed a couple episodes what do you think (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a that's a good question do we bring in a a third string uh podcaster i don't know i think the test for case should be say the alphabet backwards and then you can be back on uh, (laughs) the boys in the booth pod but no (laughs) shotgun a beer and then we can get going yeah listen when when mike trout misses a couple games oh my god you don't sit mike trout because (laughs) someone else was batting for a week yeah this is uh boys in the booth and we are a baseball podcast so everybody knows who mike trout is but no uh boys i'm good case that's good you got out over the weekend glad to have you back as well after missing a couple weeks um i'm fantastic i wish right now i wasn't wearing my boys in the booth uh text t-shirt and i wish i was wearing my harp logic t-shirt because harp woke up from a 14 hour nap earlier today and just put the logic on us and that was ridiculous so just the amount of stuff we have to deal with on on a day-to-day basis with this guy is hilarious but without further ado harp how are you doing my friend well i I, (laughs) you guys have no clue how long i sleep for but anyway no it's always a fun conversation with you too but guys i i'm i'm really good had a great weekend case i was able to get out spend some time on the water like yourself so that was really good the weather was fantastic and uh i'm officially back in the studio for work doing my morning show from the studio here in brockville so uh my first day back today for the first time in over a year uh felt really good great to be back in my own little office again and and in the studio and and uh sounding a lot better on the on the morning show now i I will be moving forward for the first time in a while and uh um along with uh getting a a new mic of course for this podcast so trying to step up my game for both the morning show and the podcast so things are good you are doing a great job harp i'm so proud of you for getting that new mic (laughs) 
I know that was a big thing for you. Anyway, all right, boys. Uh, great to uh, have the, all three of us back for episode 85. We're going to be talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs that kicked off over the weekend. It's important to note before we get into this conversation about all the series that uh, we did do our predictions beforehand. Of course, some games got going over the weekend, and uh, now we'll just uh, we'll pick up right where uh, we left off uh, with that. But uh, yeah, um, we uh, we went and. And hopefully you got a chance to do this as well. Uh, go over to uh, NHL.com, fill out your bracket and all of that. Those are always fun to do. And uh, so, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll talk about each series. And, of course, uh, some of them got going over the weekend. So we'll start with uh, the New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So uh, the Islanders, of course, uh, up one nothing in this series. Kyle Palmieri, former New Jersey. Devil case scoring the overtime winner, a very nice goal uh, to uh, to give the Isles a one nothing series lead. So we'll go to you first, Case. Uh, on that note, uh, who have you got in uh, in this series? You know, it's funny because he actually had two goals that game, and it seems like every time I do a sim with in the NHL 21, NHL 20, all the way back to like NHL 18, Kyle Palmieri has like a second gear in the playoffs. So I guess they actually got something right for once, which is unbelievable to me. Anyways, to get to the series here, I love this. I'm so glad they're playing because I love this little derby they have. They just hate each other. And it's the team with the second least goals against average and the team with the second most goals for coming head to head here like how exciting is that going to be so i actually have the islanders in seven because i think this series is going deep and i think that the islanders are going to come out on top uh you know there's a couple things that i worry about with pittsburgh like injuries to malkin and goaltending uh but you know we know what they can do they've been here before all these guys have been here before and you got Sidney crosby so they can steal some games and my my last kind of comment here is that even with the injury to Varlamov, I still think the Islanders have the nod when it comes to goaltending. So I'm going to take them in seven here. The defense is going to come out on top in this series. Yeah, well, Sorokin didn't look too bad in, in his uh, stint so far in the playoffs here with the Islanders. But um, I know the Isle took game one. And so this is really pushing me up against the wall for my prediction here because I'm the Pens in five. Um, they won the division. At the start of the year, if you asked me if they were even going to be considered for winning this division, uh, I would have told you no. I think I originally had them at second or third. Um, you guys didn't even want them in the playoffs, which is fair because of how they started, especially with the goaltending. But, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, I, I've always been of the mind of, of you can't count them out because of Crosby and Malkin. You look at what Crosby did this season without Malkin in the lineup. He missed a bunch of time, which was terrible for me because I had Malkin on my fantasy. So thanks for that, Yevgeny. Um, but no, if I think as long as Pittsburgh gets average goaltending, which they kind of did in game one, as long as they get average goaltending, they should be okay to clean up this series. The reason I say that is because the Islanders limped into the playoffs. They weren't good their last 10 games. And I just think that... They were getting cold at the wrong time, right when Pittsburgh was getting hot at the right time, and that's the second half of the season. Their goaltending, Pittsburgh that is, has been good considering how bad it was at the start of the year. So I think Pittsburgh should win this series. I think, again, we've said this for the last couple of years, you're kind of 
getting this aging core towards the end of, of their, their cup window. And I think this could be one of the last years. And I think, you know, missing Malkin and having Crosby step up. Uh, Chris Letang has been on another level this season. Uh, Cody Cece chipping in points. He's been fantastic playing for them, which is ridiculous. Like, who would have thunk? But I just think that Pittsburgh should win this series. There are a lot of question marks in New York, even though they look better as a team on paper. And I don't know. That's just where my heart is in this series. I've got Pittsburgh in five. Yeah, I know. Just kind of one comment that I have here is is this might become a theme on this episode for me. I might mention it a few times in these series, uh, but I just think that the Islanders are the more hungry team here. I think that I agree. Pittsburgh's been here before, and and you know they are kind of an aging core, and maybe they want their their last taste of it. But I think the Islanders have just come so close so many times in the last few years. Everyone kind of thinking that they're going to go deeper, and then they they fizzle out in the playoffs, and then. You've also got a few guys joining this team that want it so bad. They've been out of the playoffs and, you know, they're aging in their career. You got Zajac and Andy Green and Kyle Palmieri all coming from the Devils. Like, that's one of the reasons. Can't believe I'm saying it, but I want New York to win the cup this year. It's just, oh there's, God. like I said, Palmieri, Zajac, Green, Corey Schneider, and now Ken Appleby. Like, they're just the New York, New York Devils right now. So I kind of like a, a few of those guys to win a cup, but. I think they're hungry. I know that Pittsburgh won the season series by a long shot. They really own them. But like they were I looked at the games and they're all early games. They're mostly in February. And I think that the Islanders have come a long way. Sure, they were cold late in the season. But that was after join uh, having a bunch of guys join the team and, and kind of try to figure each other out. They I know that they shuffled the lineup so many times in those last couple weeks. But it seems like they found the group and, and and they're clicking now so i still think it's going to be the aisles here i like how you're describing the aisles case hungry and i i think that's the perfect word to to describe them and you know they they didn't have the easiest time down the stretch to to finish out the season you know a couple of losses to to buffalo and 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 whatnot but um i, I just think that they're just gonna lock down um you know uh Barry Trotz's system defensively and just play a really hard game and that fourth line will be really big for them in this series and Paul Mary got off to kind of a slow start you know towards the end of the season after the deadline but uh, you know a couple of goals in game one and and could be a, an X factor for them in this series so I like the Islanders in six personally guys I think they're going to take Pittsburgh uh, the one thing I will say about Pittsburgh though Jeff Carter, what an addition. The, the things that he's been able to do for them so far, just fantastic. And, uh, yeah, it's an old boys club there. This is their last shot if they're, if they're going to do it. So, Man, but I I've forgot. got the Islanders in six. I forgot about Jeff Carter. Uh, Pittsburgh in five. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. Like, it, the season series, like, I, I understand playoffs if, is a different animal, but, like, it, don't you think the Pittsburgh Penguins know that? And don't you think if they get above average or even average goaltending, this should be a cakewalk for them? As long as they can score three goals a game, they're going to win because the Islanders don't score. Like, I'll say right now, Cal Palmieri, good player, like the guy, not a sufficient replacement for Anders Lee, first of all. Secondly, they've been benching uh, Matt Barzell. Like, what, what the hell? What is going on there? So there's just like... 
to me, I just see Pittsburgh as the better team overall, and they've had a good year. They've gotten hot at the right time. So I just don't know why you guys are so gung-ho about the Islanders. I get Casey's perspective because of all the ex-Devils, but I mean, I guess we'll see how it plays out. The Isles are up one game, as we mentioned, but like I said, I, I just think Pittsburgh's the better team, so I guess we'll have to see. All right, we'll stick with that East Division and we'll move on to the uh, another series that got going over the weekend, uh, the Washington Capitals and the Boston Bruins. And uh, with Ilya Samsonov in COVID protocol, uh, it was uh, Craig Anderson uh, surprisingly getting the start and he picks up the win 3-2 to two in overtime caps over the Bruins. Well, to Har- take a Harper, one- that's, that's not technically correct because Vitek Vanacek started the game and Vanacek got hurt, and that's why Craig Anderson went in. But he did get credit for the win, you're right. But Vanacek let in a goal, pulled his groin, got hurt, and had to leave the game. And that's when Kelly Rudy said that Vanacek wasn't a good pro because he wasn't stretched out enough because he pulled a muscle. Odd take by Kelly Rudy. But, yeah, just clarification there. No, thank you. I uh, really showed my lack of preparation there, so that's great. <laughs> um, but, anyways, yeah, so Anderson came in in relief of Vanacek, like you said. Thank you, Chad, and uh, did a great job, and the Capitals ended up winning the game 3-2 uh, to two in overtime. I believe it was Nick Dowd who scored the OT winner. Have I got that correct? That's right. That's right. You're doing great. Okay, perfect. All right. So uh, who have we got in this series? Chad, we'll go to you first. I've got the Capitals in seven games. I think this might be the tightest series in the first round. They're both like strong teams up and down the lineup. So physical. I watched the overtime of of, uh, the, of game one there when Dowd scored the winner, and just physical. Like, and it's just it's not going to be an easy series. Like every inch of ice is going to be contested territory, and uh, we saw that in game one. But I've got the Caps over the Bruins just because I think the Caps have. Um, better defense and depending who's in net um, I I think goaltending could be a wash because uh, Washington's goalies have been good this season it just depends who's playing like if you're playing Craig Anderson for the rest of the series then maybe not maybe give the edge to the Bruins like we'll have to see when Samsonov is back but I don't know. You just look at these two teams. I think they're they're very evenly matched. I, I think, like I said, the edge on defense goes to the Capitals, and uh, I, I guess we'll have to see how it plays out. But um, yeah, so I, I've got Washington seven. How about you guys? You you must be saying the edge goes to Washington's defensemen or defense? Their defense, their defense core, their defensemen. Okay, because that's pretty important to note considering you know. Goals against average for Bruins throughout the season, fourth best. Washington, seventeenth. Yeah, like it, it. You have to say defense men because Boston's general team is just better in defense, and that's one of the reasons why I am taking Boston in six games. I'm taking the healthy defensive team. I don't think that Washington can hold boston to that few of shots in these next coming games. I think that the team is now deeper in scoring. They got Taylor Hall. He came alive after finally leaving Buffalo after that life sentence he had there. Oh, no, it was only for one season and he wanted out of there. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, exactly. So I I think that, you know, Boston's going to take this game in six. They got to hurry. They got to play with some, you know, with some jump in their step from the first period because, yeah, if one of their goaltenders comes back, then this is a different series. And um, my last point here. I have a hard time 
ever betting against a team from Massachusetts. I don't, they have some sort of cheat code when it comes to the playoffs. So I have a really hard time doing it. So for that reason, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm saying Boston is either getting bounced in the first round or making it to the cup final and losing to the Leafs in seven games. But um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, it's just you, you always hear that, that phrase that they play playoff hockey, playoff hockey. Like it's the, the thing you hear so much leading into the playoffs and when everyone's doing their uh, predictions. And, and that's yeah. the word that came to my mind every single time I think of Boston. It's like, that's what this team does. So mm-hmm. I, I'm taking Boston here, although I, I don't know if either of these teams are making it past the second round. No, and I like how you just brought that up. I'm not convinced that either of of these two teams are going to make it past the second round. And I'll just talk about the Washington Capitals, uh, even though first thing that comes to mind with the Bruins is how well uh, a young goaltender there and Jeremy Swayman has played down the stretch. It's pretty clear that he's going to be back next year and they're probably going to move on from Yarrow Halak. Um, and then Brad Marchand, again, one of the top scorers in the NHL. So uh, he's definitely due for a big series, but I'm taking the Capitals in, in six games. Uh, they're, they're up, uh, they're up one, nothing in the series already. And I think that after they made their cup run in 2018, I think they've learned a lot that uh, in, in the past couple of seasons i think that just they thought things were going to be too easy for them and uh they did not play well in the bubble last year uh getting bounced uh, in the play-in round so i think peter laviolette has done a good job there although i there are some question marks so even though i have washington in six games there are a couple of things the goaltending is one obviously and uh number two Evgeny Kuznetsov, um, you know, it's it has not been the greatest season for him in COVID protocols, some disciplinary issues, as we all know as well. And I'm just kind of wondering, can he come back in and drive the play offensively like he did when they made their run in, in 2018 and beat the Vegas Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup? So um, some question marks for me, but I, I do think that uh, Washington is still motivated to kind of correct what has happened over the last couple of years at least get out of the first round at least but case i'm with you i don't think either of these two teams are getting past the second round uh but regardless i'm going to take washington in six games my problem with boston and just to reiterate why i i picked washington here it's not just my leafs bias why i don't want the bruins to win but my problem with Boston is that David Pasternak has not been good this season, especially towards the end of the year. He's been very yeah. cold. Um, so that, that top line has been solid. Brad Marchand has been really good. Tied for third in scoring, I believe, in the NHL. If the points stayed the same, I haven't looked in a couple of days. But he was tied with Marner uh, for third in scoring. And he just he, he's been really good. But Pasternak hasn't been good this year. Um, Krejci has, has had a resurgence, which has been nice with Taylor Hall there on on the wing as well. So that second line has been good, but I'm just a little bit worried about the first line. But anyways, we got to keep this rolling. So uh, I've got Washington as well, Harp, and uh, we'll move on to the next series now. All right, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go over to the Central now. This series kicked off over the weekend, and, and this is awesome. The Battle of Florida, Tampa Bay and the Florida Panthers, and 
wow, just I, I think the Panthers exceeded everyone's expectations with the kind of year that they had. Uh, but they lose uh, uh, in game one, uh, 5-4 in what was a very entertaining first game. Braden Point scoring the overtime winner for Tampa Bay to give them a one nothing series lead. Case, we'll go to you first with who you've got in this series. Sam Bennett, we know, won't be there for game two. One game suspension after his hit on Blake Coleman. Uh, Tampa Bay up one nothing. Who have you got in this series in the Battle of Florida? Yeah, it hasn't really been much of a battle in the past so it's kind of exciting seeing these two teams like be so good and uh you know i you say that they exceeded everyone's expectations well they exceeded my expectations and i had them as a playoff team so that's that says a lot about florida and, and how well they did this year and you know all that being said as much as i want to take them here i still have them losing to tampa in seven i, I have this as a long playoff series and a tough playoff series but i just can't pass up on the defending champs that are basically the same team as last year just a year older and more healthier than last year going into this series and and they all know what it takes to get it done and they've got the best goaltending so it's like well i don't really know how i can pass up on those guys yeah, Kaysa, I'm in agreement here. I'm taking Tampa in seven. Uh, I think it'll go to seven games simply because Tampa Bay is getting a bunch of players back into the lineup and they might have to figure out some chemistry again. Uh, notably Kucherov, who missed the entire season, uh, had two Genos in his opening game, by the way, so that's hilarious. Um, he was definitely healthy, and that was just cap, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, I've got Tampa Bay, like I said, in, in, in seven games, and that's the only reason they're going to drop any games is because of, of some chemistry or m- working with the lineup. They're the same team as last year, uh, the team that won the Cup, but they're better. They have probably the best top six in the NHL. They have probably the best top four or five defenders in the NHL, and they for sure have the best goaltender in the NHL. This team should not lose to the Florida Panthers. I don't care how fun the Panthers have been or or how they've exceeded expectations or how they're the island of misfit toys with all the players who have been rejected by other teams. Like Tampa Bay is the better team here. No question they should win this series 100%. And like the way Sam Bennett has has fit in with the Panthers has just been unbelievable. You wonder what went wrong in in Calgary for that guy. But just talking about the Panthers, guys, would your opinion change or pick change at all if Aaron Ekblad was healthy? Yes or no? No. No. No? Okay, fair (laughs) enough. Well, uh, the answer. He's a great player, but he's not like a he's not a Victor Hedman type player yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like he's you know, so the uh the Panthers have been a, a a great story this season Bill Zito and Joel Quenville have done a great job there and uh I not gonna lie guys I had the Panthers uh in seven over Tampa Bay but after hearing what you guys have had to say can't change I, it. I, you can't change I'll it. always no, you have to in. stay you have to no. keep it you've got the Panthers <sighs> in seven and it's gonna be no a changing? fun series dude no we can't <laughs> no but change. it's gonna be a fun series so that if you, yeah if you're if your Florida Panthers win this series and you pick them in seven games, we're going to look like jackasses, but you'll, you'll be happy. But yeah, no, don't change it. No changing here. Come on. 
All right, all right. Anyway, yeah, I've got uh, I've got the Panthers taking this in in seven games. I think it's going to be a long series. The the first game proved that. I think is that uh, you know it, it is going to be a long series. But Florida's just been such a great story, and I just don't want to go against that. Chris Drieger and just the names that we've already mentioned, and and uh, they've got the offensive firepower there now for the first time in in a while. And so uh, I, I like Florida to take this series. But yeah, I mean if they're going to win it's going to have to go deep like game seven double overtime the work so anyway uh we'll have to see how that plays out uh so yeah uh, and uh one more series that got going over the weekend and that's the vegas golden knights and the minnesota wild and just like florida guys minnesota oh my goodness exceeding expectations like no one thought that they would be this good. We knew Kirill Kaprizov would have an impact, but to come in and just bring the amount of new life into this franchise and and uh, just take over the, the way that he has and make guys around him better, the play of the, of the goaltenders and just it is everything has worked out for for Minnesota and they're up one nothing in this series. Who would have thought a one nothing victory in Game One? Joel Eriksson Eck with the overtime winner to take a one nothing series lead. I've got Vegas in this series still, uh, but what about you guys? Chad, we'll go to you first. I've got Vegas in seven. Minnesota, that's fun. Uh, they have a fun team. They're they're a fun team to watch this season with Kaprizov. Even though I said I think at the start of the year that. He He'd get 15 points because this team sucks. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I've got Vegas, man. Like, they've got the Jennings winning tandem in, in Laner and Flurry. Like, that is one of, that is the best goalie tandem in the NHL no matter who you go with. Um, Flurry played unreal in, in game one, and, and Cam Talbot played, I guess, even better in, in game one for Minnesota. But I don't think you can count on performances by Talbot like that game in and game out like you can with a Flurry or a Laner. So I just think Vegas, top to bottom, is uh, the better team. And I think Vegas is set to go on a run and might even be, you know, in the top three favorites in terms of betting odds to win the cup. Like, I think they're that good. Um, and by the way, I don't actually know that. That's just my guess. I think they're that good. They have a real chance at making a deep run. And uh, Minnesota is just kind of a fly, you know, that sort of hit them in the face after that first game and kind of stuck there. But then they quickly, you know, slapped it, killed it, got it away. And that's going to be the series here in seven games. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm probably going to end up eating these words when Minnesota goes deep in the playoffs I know, here for I know. some stupid reason, but I'm still <laughs> going to die on this hill that Minnesota is only in the playoffs and only did as well as they did this year from circumstance, yeah. from the circumstance of what division they're in and the performance of a couple other teams being St. Louis and Arizona. So I really don't think they have any business being here. I'm already wrong on this because I had Vegas in four games. I thought they were going to sweep <laughs> Minnesota. So I'm already wrong here, but now I'm going to – I'll keep it Vegas in four, but it's Vegas in five now. Simple yeah. as that. I think this team is, like, the best in the league, and they only seem to get better every single year. And it, they're here again. They've already been to the Stanley Cup Finals. This team has what it takes. They have the goaltending. They have the defense. They have the scoring. and They're just simply – one of the top four teams in the league and i think that they deserve to be in a conference final or whatever they're calling it this year so yeah. i think vegas is gonna win and they're gonna do it in five even though i have more 
yeah, there's there's high expectations there for Vegas, obviously, after the kind of offseason that they had bringing in Alex Petrangelo. And, uh, you know, a lot of people saying it's Stanley Cup or bust for this team. And I think that's very fair when you look at who is on this team. And, Chad, Marc-Andre Fleury has been unbelievable for Vegas this season. So I think that's a big thing. Minnesota, just I, I don't see that goaltending duo of Kakinen and Talbot holding up, even though Talbot had an excellent first game getting a shutout uh, in an overtime win. But yeah, Vegas is just too deep. I've got them taking this one in six. Although, again, Minnesota has been a fantastic story, as we uh, have mentioned. Kakinen had a really good start in net this season for Minnesota, but overall he's been one of the 10 worst goalies in the NHL in terms of game goal save above expected average so he's he's fit right in there and yeah. let's not forget talking about how good vegas is just to wrap up this series here vegas was one game away from winning the president's trophy here it took colorado until game 56 to clinch the president's trophy that's how good vegas is and that's also how good colorado is so why don't we talk about that series next Art. Yep, Colorado and St. Louis will stick with that West Division. Colorado winning the President's Trophy, of course, and no surprise there. I mean, they're, you know, going into this season, uh, they're, they were labeled as a, as a Stanley Cup contender. And then Ryan O'Reilly, St. Louis Blues. O'Reilly coming out with uh, the, uh, the quote before the start of the series that we're going to have some fun and, and we're going to beat them. So uh, thoughts on that, uh, Case? We'll go to you first. Who have you got in this series? Well, guys, I think that Colorado is going to win the cup this year. Um, me that's too. My, that's my gut opinion right away. So this was an easy pick for me. Not so easy that I'm going to say that they're going to sweep St. Louis, but I do think they're going to win in six games, mostly because St. Louis is – they're just a bunch of fighters on that team, and they're going to crash and grind and, and, and maybe steal two games here. So I think, uh, I think Colorado in six. I've got Colorado in four games. Um, talking about them being a favorite to, be, to win the cup this year – they have a 30 per, or 38% chance of winning the Cup this year, according to Don LeCision's model at The Athletic. That is the highest percentage chance of any team in the last decade to win the Stanley Cup. And just for reference, the 2016 Penguins are in second place with a 25% odds there. So that's like 10%, that's whatever, 13% less, and uh, that's second place. So yeah, Colorado Avalanche, the best team in the league, according to regular season points. They are poised to make a deep playoff run, and if they don't win the Cup, I think it'll be a disappointment. And if they don't sweep St. Louis, who uh, like uh, were bad this year, uh, I think that will be a disappointment. Like Even if you drop one game, maybe Bennington steals it, but come on, this team is so good. Um, they have one of the best forward groups in, in the NHL, one of the best defensive groups in the NHL, and Philip Grubauer has been phenomenal this season. So there you go. I, I've got them uh, sweeping this series. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to take them to, to sweep it, but I, I think like five or six games for sure. I, I think I, when I filled out my bracket, I think I said uh, six games, you know, give give St. Louis a couple of hard fought wins. But, uh, you know, a, a big reason why St. Louis has really struggled this year is uh, their, their lack of scoring. They haven't been able to put the puck in the back of the net. You look at a guy like Mike Hoffman, who is who has really struggled to score this year and uh, the goaltending has been OK and, and on defense. I mean, uh, case you kind of called it, you know, like Tory Krug is not going to be 
uh, as big of, of a factor as as a lot of people said. So I, I just they're, they're not as deep as they were uh, in 2019 when they won. And uh, yeah, going up against the Colorado Avalanche, not going to be easy. Chad, you mentioned how great group hours uh, has been. Kale McCarr, he'll get some Norris Trophy votes uh, this year. No surprise there. We know what Nathan McKinnon can do, and they have a ton of depth as well. Uh, yeah, I, I'm taking Colorado in this series in uh, in six games. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than a lot of people think, but yeah, ultimately, Colorado is winning the series, and like you, Case, I've got them uh, hoisting the Stanley Cup here in 2021. Um, all right, we will go uh, back over to the Central now uh, to talk about Carolina and Nashville, uh, and then uh, we'll we'll wrap up with uh, the two uh, All Canadian series. So uh, let's talk about the Hurricanes and the Predators, and uh, what a turnaround for the Predators. We thought they were going to be sellers at the deadline and blow the whole thing up. Ekholm was going to go to a contending team, but. Boys, they have found found a way to turn around. UC Soros has been fantastic. Chai could maybe uh, go into to that a, a little bit more. Um, but uh, yeah, ultimately, I've got Carolina in this series. W- what do you guys think, uh, Chad? On, on that note, with Soros and everything, uh, what do you have to say about the series? And we got. I've got Carolina in six games. I think they're the better team, again, top to bottom. Nashville just squeaked into a playoff spot. Um, kind of a, 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 you know, not a very tough division to squeak into that fourth spot. Like, I just don't think that Nashville's a true contender. I think the only reason that they squeaked into that playoff spot was the play of UC Soros. And that's why I'm saying Carolina in six, because I think Soros could steal a game or two. Um, short King, notably, uh, UC Soros. <laughs> He's one of the shorter goalies in the NHL, might be the shortest. But he was in the top 10 this year for goals saved above expected average on moneypuck.com. That's my favorite stat. That's my go-to. And he was up there. So I never thought that Soros was going to be an elite goaltender in this league. But this year he proved me wrong. And, and he's been fantastic. So I don't see Nashville doing any damage, uh, frankly, because they can't score. But uh, I just think that maybe UC Saros will will steal a game or two, and that's why I've got Carolina in six. Case, how about you? Well, I don't have that same sort of faith in UC Saros, and I think that Carolina is going to win this in a sweep. Not their first rodeo. They've done it before, and I've got so much faith in this team. They're so deep. They've got it everywhere they need it except for maybe goaltending, but it seems like we say that every single time about Carolina, and here they are once again. So I'm just going to stop saying it. I think they got it all. (laughs) They have another gear in the playoffs every single year. It, it's just night and day watching them play during the season and then playing in the playoffs. And frankly, I'm with you guys that I think that Nashville just slipped into the playoffs here. Not really much of a contender. And I think they're going to get swept here. You know who is starting tonight for Carolina? Nadelkovich. Uh, yeah, Alex Nadelkovich. So there goalie they go. The they've made, they've yeah. made their decision. He's no longer the goalie of the future. He's the goalie of the here and the now, and they're trying to win 16 games in this postseason. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Carolina in this series as well. I'll go six games again. Geez, feels like all my all my series are, are going six games. I just you guys know me. I just want them to all be close. You know, I, I mean, uh, I, he wants them to be close, but he's got commitment issues, so he doesn't want it to be seven games. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm taking Carolina. I mean, they're they're so well coached by by Rod Brindamore and uh, and just the the offensive depth that they have 
on the blue line as well. Nedeljkovic, the way that he's played, Chad, you're right. He's not the goalie of the future. My mistake. He's the goalie of, you know, the here and now. And uh, yeah, Carolina has got all the tools to uh, to be a, a serious contender here in the playoffs. So I've got them over Nashville in six games. Although the Predators, again, like other teams uh, here in uh, the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs, have been a great story uh, down the stretch. All right. We will now go to the two uh, all-Canadian series out of the Northern Division. And this division was so much fun this season. And uh, it's going to continue for a couple of uh, seven-game series. Uh, You know, know, best of seven. I mean, not that that both of them are are going to go uh, the full length. But we'll start with uh, Edmonton and Winnipeg. Winnipeg really really struggled down the stretch and with the Oilers we know of the kind of season that Connor McDavid had just unbelievable Mike Smith played really well for them too Case who have you got in this series between the Oilers and the Jets yeah you know it's an exciting series to watch like you said Harp but that was because no one in this division can play defense at all. <laughs> like that's why Austin Matthews is scoring like a bajillion Shut goals up. because no one can play defense. No, yeah. like uh, Matthews, sick year. McDavid, sick year. No one can play defense in that division. That. Um, but for that reason, you know, I've got Edmonton, the goal scorers in this division or, or in this uh, series, rather, winning in five games. I think Connor McDavid's going to get 15 points in five games here, and they're going to they're going to win this no problem. They dominated Winnipeg in the uh, season series. They were seven and two against this team. They know what they need to do to beat them, and if the Jets take a single penalty, they're screwed. So. Yeah, I've got Connor McDavid in five games uh, over the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I think Connor Hellebuck steals one of those games for the Winnipeg Jets, uh, but that's the only hope they have. They are awful against Edmonton uh, this year, so we've seen it in the season series. They limped into the playoffs. I think they lost nine of their last 10 or 11 games. Um, Their forwards are terrible in their own zone. Some of the worst defensive forwards I have seen, like Blake Wheeler, I used to think he was good. I watched him a lot this season. He is very much not good in his own zone. Same with a guy like Mark Shifley and and the list goes on. Um, Ehlers, don't know if he's going to play. Their back end, more question marks. Um, If Hellebuck doesn't stand on his head, I think this is a sweep. But I think because Hellebuck is so good, he steals one game. But yeah, like I said, I've got Connor McDavid getting three points a game, like Case said, and uh, he's taking this series in five games. Yeah, I'm taking Edmonton five as well, boys. So we're uh, we're all agreeing on this one. Um, just yeah, too many question marks uh, for me with the Jets. Their lack of discipline has been an issue the the past couple of years, and uh, you know there too many question marks on defense, like you mentioned, Chad. Connor Hallibuck can't uh, can't do it all. Maybe still a game or two, but that's it. And then the Oilers, I think, you know, like we were talking about with the Washington Capitals earlier, I think they learned a lot last year. Uh, McDavid and, and the rest of the gang there were really disappointed with the way they played uh, against Chicago in the play-in round. And I think that uh, that was a, a big thing for the whole group. Uh, Dave Tippett and company in the offseason and that they needed to be better and they certainly have and uh, yeah uh, no question I've got them over Winnipeg in this yeah. series. I kind of glazed over my my theme that I mentioned earlier 
I kind of forgot to mention it with the Carolina Hurricanes, a hungry team. Well, here's another one is the Edmonton Oilers. It's oh, just yeah. like every single year they just they, they miss and miss and miss and miss. Well, here's their opportunity. I think they're so hungry. I bet you half the team wants to win just to win for McDavid. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and and McDavid, McDavid, sorry, Chad, he's yeah. been playing like a like a, a hungry playoff player all season long. Like, yes, we see the point totals and everything, but man, I have never seen him so physical, so tenacious on pucks. Uh, th- this is a this is a different player this year, believe it or not. Like he, Connor McDavid had another gear to go to, and so he he is ready for the challenge and uh, ready to to get the Oilers uh, out of the first round. Yeah, just building off Casey's earlier point, and just to wrap up on this series here, um, this team is literally just playing to prove that they are more than just Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Whether that's the case or not. Um, like maybe Connor still has to get two points a game to to be able to carry this team. And like, I think that will probably be the case, but that's what they're trying to prove, right? They're trying to prove that they're a team that can win together and 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 do that and advance in the playoffs and hopefully get out of the North uh, for their sake, not as for my sake as a Leaf fan, but uh, that's what they're playing for. And uh, yep. we'll see if they can do it. Another guy who has been really hungry all season long. Can't wait to see him because he's just a playoff player, Darnell Nurse. I can't believe we, we haven't touched on him, but what a season for him, and he's going to be a big part of, of the Oilers winning this series. So uh, that's that's great stuff. All right, and our final series to touch on, Chad, get ready. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens, they'll kick off their first-round series later this week. Thursday, I believe, Chad? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Okay, Thursday they start. So, yeah, Leafs and Habs, incredible season for Austin Matthews. What a run Jack Campbell was on. Uh, they they made some uh, some some deadline additions, bringing in guys like uh, Nick Foligno and, and David Riddick. The list goes on. So, um, Chad, we'll, we'll go to you last uh, to, to wrap up the conversation of this series. Uh, Case, we'll start with you. Who you got between the Leafs and the Habs? Well, guys, we talk about this division and, and how, you know, kind of top heavy and weak it is really. Well, you've got a team in the playoffs here that's less than 500. And how many times has that happened in the NHL? Like, that's just kind of ridiculous to me. And uh, for that reason, and for the season series that was 7-1-2 and two for the Leafs, I've got the Leafs here in five games. It's the first time I've ever felt confident about the Leafs going in the playoffs. Never have I ever felt that before. Uh, I am a little worried about goaltending, of course, but I think that they have the kind of the depth and the the defensive acumen finally on this team that is going to be able to push them over the edge and finally win a series for once. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't have too much. There's a lot of injuries for Montreal here that's uh, kind of factoring into my decision as well. And, and I think that um, Austin Matthews is hungry and this team looks like they want to win, like they care finally. So I'm, I'm actually big on Toronto in this season for one or a series for once. Yeah, talk about not being confident of your team going into the first round. Uh, dude, join the club. Like, I haven't been confident playing the Bruins in the first round because for the last few years, it was 
two of the five best teams in the league playing against each other in the first round, which was just nonsense. But uh, so now we're here and we're in the North Division and the Leafs play the Habs for the first time since 1979. And I'm picking the Leafs in five games. Of course, I'm not going to bet against the Leafs. While the Leafs are in their cup window, I am always going to pick them to win the cup, no matter how dumb that makes me look, because you have to. It's my team. I have to pick them to win the cup, because if I don't and I don't pick them this year and I pick Colorado to win the cup or something and then the Leafs beat them, I look like a fake fan and I'll never live that down. So, yeah, I'm picking the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the cup, picking them to win this series in five games. Um, Jake Allen, are you really scared of Jake Allen or Carey Price in net? No. Are you really scared of Shea Weber or Jeff Petrie on the back end? No, that's all they have. Are you really scared of Tyler Toffoli to put up a scoring clinic because he had 28 goals this year? No. So I just think top to bottom, the Leafs are the better team. If they don't win this round, it will be an absolute embarrassment and they will have to either trade Nylander or Marner or not sign Freddie Anderson again or fucking trade Hyman or trade Matthews for a bag of pucks because that there will be something wrong if they don't win this series. They are that much better than the Montreal Canadiens and yes five games, that's my take right there. I agreed with you the whole time there but for some reason I still want to just reach through the screen and clock you. Clip it. (laughs) Clip it because the Leafs are going to lose in seven now because I picked them in five so clip it. You know when toddlers, all they do is is say no? Like, that's their answer to everything, Chad? That that was you there. You sounded like a toddler, just saying no to everything And when it comes to the Montreal Canadiens. But, I mean, very fair. I, uh, I, uh, I'm taking the, the Maple Leafs in, in five games. I think that this is their best chance to contend in a long time. It's been very disappointing losing in the first round every year, and uh, they, they've got a good group there really high character group with guys like Felino, Simmons, Thornton, the list goes on. And uh, yeah, I just too many question marks with Montreal kind of surprised. They, they still, you know, got their shit together a little bit and, and, and barely got in. But yeah, like, like you said, case, they have a record below 500 and they just haven't been consistent enough. And I think you'd be silly not to take the Toronto Maple Leafs in this series. So I've got them in five games as well. And, uh, that's it, guys. That's a wrap on on uh, talking about all of the series for the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, it we're here and and we're we're here in in, in May and uh, just being able to to watch playoff hockey and and actually sit outside in the nice weather and do that too. Like last year, I can't wait for that. All these series are going to be great. Uh, the playoffs are are here, baby. So. Um, Great to great to chat with you guys and and get our thoughts and predictions in and looking forward to, to it the rest of the way. So uh, thanks so much for for joining us uh, for this episode and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye bye. This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at www.patron.com slash boysinthebooth.